Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. Pen and Maggie Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> <laughs> If, if I, I, I just look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when I mean, you think about it. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. That was the president of the United States. Oh, Joe Biden? Yeah, that was him. Oh, no wonder I couldn't understand a fucking thing he said. Oops, sorry. It's the Planet Mikey podcast. It's the, uh, okay, we had a week's vacation. Yeah. Uh, Smitty went out west. Yeah. Found himself. Went to Big Sur, watched the sunrise, did some LSD, and he's fine now. Thank you. Me- meanwhile, Ben did what he always does. All it took was a couple, maybe one and a half tubes of KY jelly. Right, Ben? I'm Mike Adams, your host on the uh, amazing, amazing, and very popular Planet Mikey podcast. Heard nationwide, worldwide. Wherever you get your podcasts. I always like that expression. Yeah. Where do you get yours? Kmart. Uh, yeah, I, I dig mine out of the garbage. We are going to talk to one of the fun, funniest people in the entire world, one of my favorite people. Tony V is with us via phone. This is high tech, Tony. How are you? I'm fantastic, Michael. And yourself? I feel like 50 bucks. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's great. How's I things feel going? Like pocket Right now. That's it. You know, I sort of got a little lint on me. <laughs> <laughs> a little lint-y, yeah. So uh, you're uh, you're some, one of the most active people. First of all, I got, you got a lot of exciting things on your calendar. But let me first talk yeah. talk about your IMD beef page because I think it's not completely up to date. Probably not. Although Fourth of July is on there. Tell- oh, is there? Then somebody else put it on because I don't know how to do any of that. Yeah, I, I noticed because the Brotherhood wasn't on your page. Yeah. You know, all these great things you've done. You've done. Uh, yeah, that's not on the IMDb? Oh, it's, it's, no, it's not on there. <laughs> Chappaquiddick's on there. Yeah. Yeah, Chappaquiddick's on there. And uh, I, I, feel, uh, I feel pretty. You played the part of the dry cleaner. I was the dry cleaner in that, yeah. <laughs> and you played. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. I, the, yeah. the, the Big Poppy commercial. Do you mind if I ask you, what would you get paid for that? Because you only had one line. <laughs> and how about my cousin from Boston? Did he get uh, that one? Same, same thing. You know, we worked for, you know, SAG. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm slightly above minimum now, <laughs> but just slightly. And then you get residuals uh, every 13 weeks that it's played. It's funny. The Super Bowl commercial, the Hyundai uh, Smart Smart Park. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have one line or seven, it, you get paid the same. Right, because it's, you know, I was there for the day. Yes. Uh, and whatever. And I just saw uh, Bobby Wahlberg the other night uh, at a function, and he goes, hey, do you think we got screwed on that thing? <laughs> I go, well, I don't know if they screwed us. I, I just, you know, you have, you do a commercial like that with big names in the Super Bowl, you think, you know, like, it's uh, Elvis money rolling. Sure, right. You know what I mean? And it was, it was okay. It was certainly worth it. You know, a day's pay, but you know they then they limit it, then they then they cut it down to thirty seconds and cut out everybody who's not a big deal, and you know so it, so it varies. Believe me, I'm not uh, uh, complaining about it. It's just you you have these visions of like, oh man, I'll retire early. Yeah, go, a big check. Oh, no, 
gotta, I gotta get to another VFW hall. <laughs> <laughs> the big, the big payday is uh, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. still on the horizon. Elusive. Yeah. On paper, I look fantastic. <laughs> like if you looked at me on paper, I'm living the dream. <laughs> But then when you wander out there in your slippers to get those residual checks and you right. open them up, you say, ah, oh, this isn't that much money. That's, that's it. No, I still got to go to work. Right? Well, you were also yeah. in, don't forget, you, when you're part of a, uh, an Oscar award-winning movie, that's a big plus on your the resume. Oscar you were in Coda. Coda. Yeah. I got uh, uh, Coda won also the Screen Actors Guild Award yes. for Best Ensemble. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so... I was technically in the ensemble, so I am a Screen Actors Guild Award winner. <laughs> Jesus, that, that's big. You know, yeah, well, you would think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when they have the ceremony like the Oscars and people go and they get dressed up and you do all that. My award came in an envelope that looked like it had been run over <laughs> by every uh, mail truck on the planet. It was sort of... You know, bent at the corners, had tire marks on it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, my certificate was in that. And if someone had so dropped I, it and run over it, as they do, these guys, these mailmen, you know, yeah, these yeah. days, they don't give a shit anymore. No, no, they don't care. No. Well, they, that's... They enough on their well, so, you know, you got a big... It's been a good year. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you, you're, you're highly active now. Then the 4th of July uh, is uh, Louis C.K., Louis C.K. directed it. Directed. Joe List, comedian, yeah. wrote it. Yeah, Joe List. He and Joe List wrote it. And uh, it's Nicky DiPaolo's in it, myself, uh, uh, Chris Walsh, who did stand up around here as well, and a bunch of uh, great Boston actors, like serious actors. Yeah, serious actors. When you, when you put serious actors in with comedians, yeah. it's, it's really not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, unless it's, you know, unless it's the Russians are coming. Right. You, uh, <laughs> one of the best movies ever made, by the way, the Russians. I know. It was end-to-end, wall-to-wall. Yeah, nice boy. Please, to be getting from street. Please. <laughs> so, this is a big thing for you, though, this this movie, because I guess it's showing in Portland, Maine on the 20th of August, which is coming up this weekend, right? Yeah. The yeah. 21st yeah, at Hampton Beach. Yeah. The 19th at Lowell. 19th in Lowell? Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, Lowell. And, and Louis is doing shows around them, I think. I think he's, like, showing the movie and then doing stand-up. Oh, that's a great package. Yeah, I know he, I know he's in all of those places, so th- that would seem like a really good thing to do. Yeah, t- and it's really a good movie. Like, when we signed on to it, we thought it was going to be this, you know, broad, pull-my-finger kind of movie. And it, uh, it, it wasn't. It's, it's really a heartfelt uh, look, look at a very dysfunctional family uh, that, that, you know, turns out uh, at best ambiguously. <laughs> well, so uh, you, you've given it how many tomatoes? Uh, I, I, you know, here's what I'd say. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would throw three, hold back one. Hold <laughs> <laughs> back. Now, you also have, this is a, uh, here we are, the 17th of August. By the way, you mentioned yeah. Elvis, yeah. and uh, he died f- 45 years ago yesterday. Yes, it was. Yeah, it wasn't his last show either supposed to be or in Portland, Maine? Yes, and it was the next night from when he yes. died. And yes. you know what's really weird about that is, you know, we, we, all, we all know that he died when he was taking a shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you name two other people? Uh, who uh, 
died in, in on film while they were uh, taking a shit. I know one of them. Johnny Fiore. Yeah, yeah. Our good buddy, John Fiore, who's uh, been on Johnny this podcast four times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Who else? He's one. I'll give you a hint. He's one day older than. No, this is not going to help you. He's one. Yeah, he one, doesn't know that. He's one day older than me, and he uh, he 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 was a disco famous disco dancer in film also. A famous disco dancer in film. Yep. And he, oh, he, here's another one. Danny Terrio. <laughs> <laughs> no, is he still famous? No, it was John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he, he they shot him into the toilet on, and he died on the yeah. toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird. I'm gonna do. You know, we should do a whole Netflix series uh, called "Death on the Toilet" and just have all the different guys in the in the country tape themselves like big fat. I don't yeah, know. There, there was one of them in Young Guns. There was a good one where guys yeah. get shot on the toilet. Yeah. So, uh, so Elvis died 45 years ago, and at the end of tonight's podcast, uh, you know, you won't have to hear it unless you listen to the podcast, but we're going to do the Castiglioki uh, with Joe and Jerry uh, doing uh, blue suede shoes and, and taking, uh, while they're taking a shit. <laughs> maybe we'll, kill, maybe we'll kill, kill them off in the process. Now, here's the... Yeah. I got, uh, killed. I got strangled. Right. Uh, at uh, end of season two in, in a show called Brotherhood. Right. And that on that particular show, and and uh, you know, I think many others, if they like you as an actor and a, and a, uh, a character, they'll tell you you're going to die, and you usually get killed by you know one of the stars in a dignified way, which in this case was strangling. Right. If you're a pain in the ass and they don't like you or you cause trouble on the set, they will not tell you you're going to die. <laughs> and then you find out when you're doing the table read. Right, right. <laughs> I heard that. That's exactly. I through that a couple of times where we were in the middle of the table read and would get to a part and the, the actor would go, wait, I'm dead? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just starting to like this. I heard that exact scenario happened to Joe Pantoliano on The Sopranos. Oh, he didn't know until the table read, and then flipped out and left. He really, yeah. He didn't know his head his head was going to end up in a bowling ball bag. <laughs> that was unbelievable. So you have a more exciting stuff aside from your your New Hampshire thing with Jimmy Dunn, which is the 18th. Oh, the Hampton Beach Comedy Festival. Yes. Yes. Inappropriate bumper stickers sold separately. <laughs> but, but you've got uh, uh, a big thing at Fenway Park, man. I mean, have you? There's going to be a comedy show Sunday night, the 21st, featuring uh, Bill Burr. Who? Uh, <laughs> and yours truly. Uh, I'm opening for Bill Burr at Fenway the, the Sunday, Sunday the 21st. That's like 30,000 people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you ever done a gig that big in your life? I mean, how uh, could you? Did you play Woodstock? I mean, I mean, I've done outdoor, fest, you know, things like that with like 20 or so. Uh, and I one time did open for the village people on <laughs> City Hall <laughs> Plaza. You know, it was like a free event. And that had to have upwards of 25, you know, just sort of milling about. And that one was memorable to me, not only because I was opening for the village people, which is, you know, a very auspicious thing. Yeah. But... 
I was doing pretty well in front of them. And I was about 25 minutes into a half-hour set. And there's a woman. Now, you got to see, there's a sea of people, right? Yeah. And there's a woman right up against the the barrier. You know, they leave like a six-foot area in case anybody jumps over to try to get me. And <laughs> there's a woman right down front. No one else can hear her. She looks at me and she goes, hey. I go, yes, ma'am. <laughs> she goes, you're pretty funny. I go, thank you. She goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm waiting for my lift ride. <laughs> yeah, I, go, I was just walking by, and they asked me to come up and say a few words. I didn't even have a chance to change my shirt. Yeah. I just came up here. The way that happened was Mayor Menino at the time asked for me specifically because I was one of the few comics working that didn't make fun of them. Oh, I see. So that's why. See, that's why you got to be nice to people. You get more gigs. Yes. Well, well, listen, it's also the way this uh, Fenway Park game uh, came up. You know, I've known Bill for years, and early on in his career, I was kind to him when others were not. So he remembered that, and he put... Yeah, he remembered that, yeah. And so he roped you into the biggest gig I've ever heard of for a comedian in front of that many people. This is history-making. He'll be the first comic to sell... Uh, a show at Fenway Park. Now, are there still tickets available for that one? Because that means obviously there were thirty thousand to begin with. It's... Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's north of thirty right now, and they, you know, I, I don't know how any of the ticketing works or anything. I, I just show up and, and tell my my dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> now, so let's let's let everybody know though, because Tony V. I mean, I Tony V. comes with my highest recommendation as a comedian. I've seen him in uh, in, in in first time I saw you, I think was the Whinies. Oh yeah. Because you you knocked the shit out of that. That was great. Yeah, and then they were, they were very concerned about that because Lenny Clark had had it, and, and you know there's nobody Lenny Clark. And then I think they started in the back room with Davios, and then we ended up working the garden, right? Uh, you know, at at one point, and those were always a hoot. And they go, "Oh no, we like Tony, but we don't know that we get it." I go. Listen, I get it. It's Netwitz who call into radio shows. <laughs> What's not to get? It's the Weiner line, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I saw you at, um, uh, you did a, a, a Wakefield and uh, Veritech uh, at the Comedy Club in Boston there at Faneuil Hall. Oh, uh, yeah, the pitching in for kids. Yes, and, and I thought, you know, I, thought, I, mean, I was drinking that night, too. It was great. I was also fasting. I was fasting for my for my colonoscopy and drinking at the same time. It was beautiful. So you get up there. It was like you were giving away a trip to Yankee Stadium on a Fungwa bus. I, I'll never forget this. He's, here's the first prize. You get to go to Yankee Stadium on a Fungwa bus. And you, the bids weren't going high enough. He said, look, for 100 more bucks, we'll, we'll let you drive the Fungwa bus. <laughs> that, was, that was when they were having all their crashes. You know, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Tony V tomorrow night or uh, yeah tomorrow night. I say that time. Somebody might hear this podcast after tomorrow. The 18th in uh, in New Hampshire is Gus going to be with you? Yeah, my son Gus is coming in from the West Coast, but you know my son lives out in Los Angeles now. Yeah, and he uh, he works on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and he's been he started his own uh, comedy career. He's got a show once a month at a place called the Yard. His show is called Bug House. He books it and hosts it and, and runs it. And, and he's um, doing great. Bill last, yeah, Bill 
Burr last month did his show. They worked it out completely behind my back. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, and, and Burr just, you know, said he would do the show, and, and, you know, it gave me a huge boost. And then afterwards, this is so funny, you know, guys, for a long time. You know, Burr calls me. He goes, "Hey, that she, your son did great. The the show was terrific. I, I'd go back there." And then my son texts me uh, the next day, and then we talked over the weekend. He goes, "Hey, uh, Burr did pretty well. I'm I'm gonna ask him back." <laughs> <laughs> smart kid. He's a smart he goes, kid. All right, brother. You go right ahead. Oh, that's See great. Well, I'll tell you what, Tony. Uh, we know uh, we gotta we gotta do some stuff that's less important than talking to you here now. Yeah. But I want to tell you, good luck on the uh, the big show on the twenty first with Bill Burr and uh, the eighteenth uh, yeah. up in New Hampshire. And of course, your continued success in your uh, burgeoning film career. And maybe yeah. maybe you should get to work on that IMDb page so people know what the hell you're up to. <laughs> what do you think? I am sure they're just. There are just tens of people scouring the <laughs> internet, wondering what I'm up to. Well, thanks, buddy. You're the great Tony V, everybody. Have a good night, pal. Bye. We'll see you. <laughs> He's great. Oh, man. I feel bad about that phone line, though. Well, you couldn't get the phone line going, but that's, you know why? You were talking all those 1-900 numbers last well, night. Well, besides that, but what a pro. He just How is candy? He would do it with us. He's just fine. <laughs> uh, I thought it was Crystal you were talking to. No, no, candy. No. That's you, Sunday nights. Did you dump Bambi? Bambi's Friday nights. Can you keep these straight? Bambi, she's such a dear. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I fawn over her. I really do. Oh, I tell her, hey, the buck stops right here, baby. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? And she goes, don't. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Uh, All right, so we're back after a week of Smitty. Smitty had a great vacation out west. He did lots of stuff, saw lots of things. You went to the St. Louis Arch. Yeah. You went to the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. Did you? You did a rodeo in Texas. Yeah. And you did the nude uh, Foley's Bergeret. Well. Brazier. Brazier. That's right. I, I, whatever it is. You sent me the postcard. In Louisville. Uh, we thank Tony V for joining us. We're sponsored, of course, by who? <coughs> who? My Grandma's Coffee Cake. That's right. Best damn coffee cake in the entire world. And our yeah. partners at Bet Online. Yeah. I call it BetOnline.ag because I'm, I'm a complete. I like to be complete in my thoughts. You're a rebel. Without now, a clue. This is a beautiful time to get involved with with this. And by the way, I got to tell you, I'm still working on that same jackpot. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm still betting house money. I'm telling you, because I'm good. From that Red Sox run in oh, June? All that stuff. Jeez. <laughs> good for you. You got the all the latest odds are there. Uh, all the games. Now, here's because playoffs are coming in baseball. That's one thing. Football's starting in, what, two weeks? Two, three weeks? Yeah, you can get some bets in on the preseason. Preseason football if you want to. But there, meanwhile, there's good baseball activity going on. And now that I've gotten myself hip on all the teams, my bets have been very concise and very uh, lucrative, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're rather proficient when it comes to this sort of stuff. You know, here's the thing. I'm like Fredo in The Godfather. Yeah. I'm not dumb. I'm smart. I can handle things. I'm smart, not dumb. Give it to Fredo. Let Fredo do it. What you do is you head to the website, betonline.ag. You make a deposit, and what they're going to do is they're going to give you 50% of that deposit Ooh. as a bonus free. Ooh. So let's just you throw out a number. $100. Uh, let's say you put in $100. $200. Two, it, 100, you get 50, 100, free 100 Okay. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? 50%. $400. Yeah, you get 200 free. Okay. $77.13. Bet, bet right into the football. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 
weekend. Bet right into the football season with it. BetOnline.ag, your continued source for your sporting, your sports wagering information, your live betting, playoffs, you know, esports, everything. They got everything, and uh, it's it's an awesome site too. There's no nude women on it though. Well, you want to bet on that? Fifty percent bonus. And what do, what do you have to do with the promo code CLNS50? I'll say it again for those of you who hear slowly. C L N S Fitty. And you get the 50% bonus. You get into the action. Bet online is where the game starts. Where it ends, Boy, nobody knows. Member FDIC. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I really like Tony V. He's just oh, he's, I, he's a best. great guy. Yes. And he's funny all Good the guy. time. I mean, okay. I played 18 holes with he and Lenny Clark. With him and Lenny Clark. And uh I was laughing every hole. It was like, <laughs> no, honestly, he's just a funny guy. And uh, by the way, speaking of guys who aren't funny, you know who I saw in Southie? Who did you see in Southie? Greg Hill. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Well, oh. He's, he's not funny. Then you see him. He's not funny. Sorry, Greg Hill. He, the people around him can be funny. And he, I think I give him a, a, a B plus as a host because he keeps things moving. Yeah, he does. But he, as a... As a big personality, a Mr. Funny, funny guy, nah, uh, you know. In fact, I'm going to do a whole report card on all the WEI people. I am, because I have the right to do that. I spent 23 years at WEI. I've been a radio program director in my life, you know. Plus, I'm a prick when so it comes So are to you going to do sort of like a strengths and weaknesses report? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to ra- rank them. We'll do it next week. I, I, already, I can tell you right now already, yeah, Andy Gresh is going to get an A for... Former fat guy. Former. That's yeah. right. Although he still sounds fat when he talks. You, when you hear him talk, he still sounds like a big fat tub yeah. of shit. Awaken well, 180 can't do so that. See, or get away with that. That's because that your, your first system. impression of Gresh was when he was rather large. Yes. And now that well, he's a big fat tub of shit back then. And his voice still sounds the same. So therefore, the impression still remains. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I listened all weekend to you know I heard Brian Barrett who he's who's the Shapiro who's the guy in, uh, the conservative Shapiro what's his name Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro Ben yeah he's like the sports stat version of Ben Shapiro when he's on the radio he talks really fast that's who he reminds me of I'm not saying he's conservative or anything well he's not going to be on EEI for long he's going somewhere he's going to the Ringer Bill Simmons Network oh you know what that means Boston based sports podcast that means click back to mutt I'm not doing it. Um, have you heard the uh, latest news story about how rosaries are considered to be weapons now? Because yes. And now, the news. I'm Dirk Lerfman. I'm not going to do the rosary story, though, because it offends me. Oh, okay. My mother was Catholic. Right. Is still in heaven up there. In heaven. She taught me all about the Ten Commandments. She had rosary beads. Yeah. My mother was a hardcore Catholic. I had, do have news stories, though, so you can keep oh, that. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was right. There are currently 500 people working on pandemic fund cases across 21 inspectors general's offices. Why? Well, $170 billion worth of Fraud and theft has taken place in the five, roughly five trillion dollars in federal COVID money. Say it isn't so. So the American people somehow found a way to put it, put one over on Joe Biden because he's so wide awake, yeah. and his—I'm sure his crew is just as good. A 173 
what did I say? $170 billion stolen from the taxpayers of America. That's you, you, me. Uh, one guy bought a, a mansion. One guy bought a yacht. I mean, they're just reaching in and stealing all the money, and there was no... Oh, I'll read the story. Your hero, Tom Brady, took some of that money for his business. <laughs> just saying. The $5 trillion in federal COVID relief money approved in 20 and 21 with few strings and no oversight has resulted in one of the largest frauds in the history of America. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Billions of dollars stolen by thousands of people. Yep. 50 agents are sorting through 2 million potentially fraudulent loan uh, applications. The government's already charged 1,500 people. You know, that's the very first thing those 87,000 new IRS agents should take care of yes. instead of coming after us. Well, yeah, well, that or they, if they were border patrol guys, that would be nice. They could stand at the border and keep 2 million more people from coming into the country illegally, but that's another story. Okay. 450 people convicted, 1,500 people charged, uh, 39,000 investigations are going Jesus. right now. Can you imagine the money that's being spent just on just the investigation? How much money are we now spending on the investigation? Uh, because so they pissed away down. the money and they didn't do any oversight. The Justice Department's charged uh, people with about a billion dollars in fraud so far. One billion on 150. They're suggesting that other cases involving six billion more, but they're never going to get any. We were close to that amount of money back that money disappears. It goes to other countries. It, it, these people are just, they're robbers. Mm. They're thieves. Why didn't we think of this? They're assholes. Is there a cricket in there? Yeah, it's a cricket. Yeah. All right, that's, that's news story number one. There's more? Yeah. <laughs> and now this, Justin. Monkey pox oh, yeah. for dogs. That's right. The first possible case. Of human-to-dog transmission of monkeypox recently reported in two men. With the sexual activity with the dog? Isn't that how you get that? Well, here's what happened, according to this. Two men and their pet. Oh, wow. She used to be three men and a baby. Two men and their pet in Paris, France. Oh, God. <laughs> Dr. Rosamund Lewis, technical lead on the monkeypox response for the WHO. Yeah. Who? 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 The men who live together... <laughs> I'm surprised Mutt doesn't have monkeypox just because of the way he looks. <coughs> the men who live together and are in a non-exclusive relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're both dating the dog. <laughs> it pretty much means they'll stick it anywhere. <laughs> they were diagnosed with monkeypox at a hospital in Paris in early June. Twelve days after their Ooh. symptoms started, their four-year-old Italian greyhound, <laughs> Fabio, <laughs> I, know, I don't know what his name is. I just made that up. But they do have an Italian greyhound. He also starts showing symptoms, too. Uh, the dog developed lesions and tested positive for the same type of monkeypox as one of the owners. That's is there terrible. more than one type of monkeypox? I don't know. That's terrible. Cheetah? Is there chimpox? Chimpox. Chimpanzee. <laughs> Orangutan pox. You orang your own tang, thank you very much. <laughs> Spider monkey pox. According to the report, the men said that they let their dogs sleep in bed with them yeah. and that they had been careful to keep their pet away from other animals or humans from the start of their own symptoms before the dog symptoms started. To the best of our knowledge, the kinetics of symptom onset in both patients and subsequently the dog suggest human-to-dog transmission of the monkey pox virus. Oh, yeah. Now... 
there's a lot of ways it can happen. Let's not immediately jump to the conclusion. No, no, no. They fucked that dog. <laughs> that that happened. I mean, they could have been just cuddling and licking. <laughs> I'm just Honestly, this fucking story really bothers me. I'm sorry. The whole monkeypox thing bothers me. Of course it does. They... <sighs> monkeypox. Jesus. I know. You know, there used to be chicken pox. You get it only on your pecker. <laughs> but no. Story number three. Thanks for cutting him off there, Bill. That was well done. Minneapolis Public Schools uh, defending the deal with the teachers' union. Have you heard about this? No. no. No, no. Minnesota Public Schools have decided that they can lay off white educators ahead of their less senior minority colleagues arguing that it's a necessary measure to remedy, quote, the effects of past discrimination. In other words, if you've been there 30 years and there's someone who's been there five years, if that person is a minority, they'll keep their job and you'll get fired because you're white. Do, when your house is on fire and you call the fire department, right. do they bring more fire? Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't you're fi- so you're fighting discrimination with discrimination? Uh, I'll read you the quote. It's the dumbest thing I've heard. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. To re- to, here's the quote from the release. The, to remedy the continuing effects of past discrimination, Minneapolis Public Schools and the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers, which is MFT, motherfucking teachers. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mutually agreed to contract language that aims to support the recruitment and retention of teachers from the underrepresented groups as compared to the labor market and the communities served by the school district. So... So this heals all the wounds of the past. Is that what they're trying to say? In other words, to prevent discrimination in the future and to remedy past discrimination, we're going to give you discrimination. For today, yeah. Unbelievable. First of all, I think 14th Amendment, they're going to prevent this. These people are involved with our education system. How how about we want the kids to get educated and we want the best teachers that we can possibly get to educate them and then shut the fuck up about anything else with this other shit. We're going to hire everybody who applies that's of an underrepresented community, but don't tell us to fire good teachers because they've been there longer and they're not minorities. That's bullshit. That's, and that's all I'm going to say about that's that. That's liberal logic. I sound like Forrest Gump when I say that's all it's I'm going to say about that. It's not liberal logic. That. It's the far left, those psychopaths. Yeah, liberal logic. No, no, no. <laughs> now, do you guys, any of you, uh, any of you two guys, no, uh, or buddy? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, you guys. Do you know uh, what happened? To I saw a, a new flavor of Girl Scout cookies coming out. Yeah. Mm. Girl Scouts are still putting out their cookies. This is called Raspberrylicious. Yeah. They're still putting out cookies, but the Boy Scouts have been like, they're gone. Right? Did, Did the they... Boy Scouts ever put out cookies? No, not, not the cookies. The, the whole organization, Boy oh. Scouts, because they're sued by so many people oh, for yeah. molestation charges. So Boy Scouts are not going to exist anymore, and Girl Scouts are going to continue capitalistically standing in front of grocery stores and selling you way overpriced cookies. Now, they're good, yep. but they're overpriced. Like Five the... bucks a box? I like the dosi dos. I want some Samoans, not some Caramel Delights. I like those Samoans, they're too. so yeah. good. Yeah. Those are the best. I like Samoan women, too. They're big. <laughs> <laughs> they're big and they're strong. You can crush your coconuts. They're hairy. All right, now. Hairy. Some. Yeah. Uh, the Girl Scout cookie flavor, be watching for it, is Raspberrylicious. Yeah. 
But I'm, I was just curious when I thought when I saw this story. I said, well, Boy Scouts, I, I know that they're, they're in trouble yeah. as an organization, which is too bad. I learned everything I ever learned was at Boy Scout camp. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> <Excuse> well, <me. coughs> it's too bad they didn't follow a, their own motto. I have, a, uh, I have a, some pet peeves I'd like to list for you. Pet mm-hmm. peeves? Yeah. What Ready? are they, Mike? Gas stations where you pump your own gas. Yeah. Four ninety five a gallon, whatever it is now. It's four forty a gallon. Yeah. And you fill it up, and then it says, "Would you like a receipt?" And you go, "Yes," and it doesn't print because there's no paper. <laughs> oh, of course. Now you got to go all the way in and stand behind some some five people, maybe buying lottery tickets sometimes, you know, or buying Ring Ding Juniors. Or now you, know, you need the receipt for your business. I do because yeah. I'm a. I write that shit off. Yeah. I'm a highly recognized, decorated Lyft driver. Well, the back seat's decorated. Now, what do you think of that? I mean, some lazy asshole can't go out and change the paper so that I don't have to walk. So every customer doesn't have to be, get peeved and walk in there and have to, yeah. I need a receipt, pump three. What do you use? Do you use your card? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, the good thing with that is you'd at least have the transaction on your statement. I so know. You don't, but I like to have the receipts in my hand because you don't know. What if they charge me more than I actually want? But they charge me for pump three and pump four instead of pump five. Trust but verify. When does that ever happen? I've never heard of that happening. You mind your own beeswax. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. Um, another pet peeve. This guy, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Jr. What a moron. This guy's making how much? $300 million? Oh, yeah. And... Not, he missed, missed almost the whole season with an injury from a motorcycle accident, right? Yeah. He was about to come back. Yeah, he's a young kid. He's a great superstar of the future. But guess what? He's a cheater now. He's in the same category yep. as Manny Ramirez, no. Alex Rodriguez, no. all these cheats. Bear Bones, Roger Clemens, because Brian Brown. he had steroids in his system. Now here's the thing, and I don't, I, you know, I love uh, Dominican people. I, I, I've been to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I love the people there. But I got to say this. Their ball players cheat, many of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say all of them, but there's a really good shot that many, 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 high percentage. I looked it up. There's been 82 people that were on Major League rosters at the times they were busted and suspended for steroid use. 82 times that's happened. 29 of them were Dominican. 29 out of 82 wow. steroid busts have been Dominican players. Now you say, well, Manny, he, he was Dominican, although he grew up in New York. Uh, Sammy Sosa, right, Dominican? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, how about Rafael Palmero? I mean, I think he was Cuban. That doesn't matter. If you, if you, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really. Because I got the stats right here. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, I mean, uh, A-Rod Manny, uh, the, the biggest steroid abusers of all time, and Manny got busted twice. Twice, because he said Dumkoff. You know what's up with that? So you got. I don't want to say uh, just take a whole nationality Dominican people and say and throw them into this. But these stats don't reflect well on what's going on. And I know that they're trying to bust loose from a a, a country that has nothing but poverty going on, and they're trying to. I understand all that, mm-hmm. and and it's the same thing with the people crossing the border. I understand why they want to come to America, because their country sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's poor and it's shitty conditions. I get that. That doesn't mean we can have open borders. or That doesn't mean that, I mean, I'll, I don't know. It, then when I see the records falling in baseball and guys getting $300 million <laughs> to play the game and then they turn out to be cheaters, guess what? 
What? They don't have. I, they don't have any. What do you What do you think about his excuse? Oh, uh, yeah, a ringworm. I had a ringworm. He's yeah. a fucking high school wrestler. What, like, what, what the hell? Where is he getting ringworm from? What? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, Honestly, it's not monkeypox. I mean, he'll forever be tainted. But if he had come out and said, "Listen, I was hurt. I was trying to get back. I wanted to win a title. Blah blah." blah. Like say all that kind of stuff. And everyone's like, "Yeah, all right." Like, <laughs> what? You're still a cheater, but we don't hate you. We're not going to forever hate you. I, the whole world is its crazy right now what's going on in the world out there today. You know what? They need me to straighten out every single one of these problems. I heard a uh, lady. I, I want a couple lift stories. Did you say lift? Yeah. On the road again. Aha. I can't wait to get on the road again. How many times have I not done the harmony with that? Once. So I'm driving down the street in Westwood, Massachusetts, and I see a street called... Clapboard Tree Street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, clapboard, I understand. You know? Uh, if it was Board Tree Street, I, Clapboard Tree Street. Well, isn't that a mouthful? Yeah. What's, would a, you, would what's you, a clapboard tree? I don't know. Huh? Do they grow clapboard? What's a clapboard? I forget. Huh. Anyway, I just want to mention that because if you ever go by it, you're going to say, oh, there's that street. <laughs> clapboard Tree Street. Google it. Let's take, let's. Tell people exactly nah, where it is. I just have a list of uh, 11 crazy street names. Oh, in Fresh Holes in Hyannis is great. Fresh Holes Road. Yeah. I took a picture of that. I actually stopped and took a picture of that and sent it to my kids. Noisy Hole Road in Noisy, noisy Hole Road. <laughs> Burning Bush Road. Only redheads now, what would can go you there. Know, what sort of sound effect would you play if someone said, I live on Noisy Hole Road? Uh, would, you, uh, would you have one? For the, you. No, no. <laughs> then what would it be? It'd be Noisy Hole. <laughs> Smitty, Smitty's coming back now. He's coming back to us. How about Captain Bacon Road? Captain oh, yeah. Bacon, sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, chick, chick, chick a chick a Tobit. Yeah, yeah. You know that road, yeah, Dorchester. It's up near the uh, Blue Hills. But Clapboard Tree Street. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, so I pick up this. I had this one nightmarish uh, uh, day where I go. I pick up this guy, and he's he's a, an African guy from Africa, you know, and he's on the back in the back of the car talking on the phone to somebody in African. I don't know which language, but I don't understand a word he said, and he's telling me where to go. I said, "No, I know these roads. We're stuck in traffic." He wants to go from Worcester to Malden. Oh, it says an hour and twenty nine minutes. Hey. He says, I, I said, "I'm trying to figure out shortcuts. I'm, you know, I'm a Lyft driver. I, I know what I'm doing. I, I can avoid that like the plague." He's telling me where to go, telling me where to go. I said, you know what? I said, I know where I'm going, and I do this for a living, and, you, and just get back on the phone and talk to your friends. And it took, I ended up shaving off 24 minutes. It took an oh, nice. hour and five to get to Malden. So I felt good about that. Uh, but I, I felt like telling you, you, know, you, you don't have to tell me what to do. You're from, so, you're from somewhere in Africa, and I live here. I, I mean, I do this every day. Then the next guy I pick up is a guy who's Asian, doesn't speak one word of English. I don't know if he's Chinese. Or, I, I have no idea. Pick him up. Strong smell of cologne. I'm going five miles. He says, or he doesn't say anything. It says five miles, 29 minutes. Like, what's this crap? Boston traffic. It was unbelievable. They had to, oh. I was like, oh, this is impossible. So I'm going to head home. I, I get by Newton. I'm going to head back home. I get another call. I go pick up somebody to share it and need him. It's three 
Lord of the Rings dressed in full cons- uh, co- uh, costume, <laughs> and they're going back to Southie to oh. this convention of Lord of the Rings shit or whatever. And they're talking the whole time about gaming and, and all the shows they do and the costumes they wear. And, and they were talking so loud and so often so much that I couldn't even hear the traffic report. And I'm like really annoyed. I said, this is three rides in a row. So you got like a live action Big Bang Theory in your backseat? Oh, <laughs> and they were just so annoying because they were so into whatever you know weird lifestyle things they do, dressed in costumes. Oh, I had not have day. sex is one of their lifestyle choices. Then I pick up these two ladies, a mother and a daughter, in, in Worcester. And the one, the fat daughter was talking to her mother, talking about the fat daughter. That's what she was, say, she was saying. She didn't like this person, that did, the stylist that she has. And here's what she said. Fat it was daughter so racist. She says, when, when the store is full, she acts uh, uh, like she's... American, but when she, when the store is almost empty, she acts Asian. So it's an Asian woman, and she goes, and she messed up my mustache too. Ah, <laughs> there you go. I'm hearing all this shit. I don't want to hear any of this there, shit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so you don't like her because she messed up your mustache, or because she acts Asian and she is Asian? I mean, what do you want from me, uh, right? I'm telling you, the people in this world, true life, lift adventures. Eckersley announced his retirement. He's going to go come out of the booth, and he's going to go uh, re- retire somewhere. One of my favorite people, Dennis Eckersley. I, I have three favorite expressions he uses. I'd like to share them with you now. Go right ahead. When someone hits a three-run home run, he calls it a three-run Johnson. I think that's just <laughs> Then he had that three-run Johnson in the third inning. When he said, he said, oh, the pitcher came out and sub- it doesn't normally throw a fastball, but he got somebody out with a fastball. He says, oh, he must be going to cheese school. <laughs> He's so weird. And uh, and then the other one he said was uh, when he calls somebody Gas Masterson, somebody comes in and they're a fastball guy, he calls him Gas Masterson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone comes in and they have crappy fastball and they throw it, he calls him Yak Masterson. <laughs> you know, so he's just an original, yep. and uh, we're going to miss listening to him. I think I think he's really, really fun to listen to. You get like, him on the podcast. Like hanging around with him when you're, when you're listening to yeah. him, you know. I will try to get him on the podcast. Yeah. I have his number right, right here. Sure. Right here, we'll get to that guy because he's a great guy. Um, I think we've covered quite a bit. Yeah. Is it like, how long have we been doing this for? An hour? 42 minutes. Yeah, 42 minutes. Oh, shit. Let's, do it. Let's get Joe and Jerry in here. In honor of the death of Elvis Presley 45 years ago, Joe and Jerry have requested uh, the opportunity to sing the Elvis version of the Carl Perkins hit, Blue Suede Shoes. Are you guys ready for that? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it's one for the money. Two for the show. Three to get ready. Now go, cat, go. Don't you step on my blue suede shoes, Joe. That's yours. You can do anything but stay off of my blue suede shoes. Hey, you can knock me down, sit on my face, slander my name all over the place. Do anything that you want to do, but uh-uh, honey, stay off of my shoes. Don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You could do anything but stay off of my blue suede shoes, Joseph. Ah, walk the dog, Joe. Walk the dog, Joe. Dog shit on my blue suede shoes. Don't step on it. Well, you can burn my house, steal my car, drink my liquor from an old fruit jar. 
do anything you want to do. But uh-uh, honey, stay off of my shoes, or don't you? Step on my Bruce Wayne shoes. Well, you can do anything but stay off of my Blue Suede shoes. Rock it! Did you add lib that, Joe? That rocket line? That's pretty clever. I thought I'd throw that in there. Sound hip. Yeah, rocket. That's real hip, Joe. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, 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 and don't you step on my goddamn blue suede shoes, you asswipe. You can do anything but stay off of my blue suede shoes. What color? Blue, blue, blue suede shoes. Blue, 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 blue suede shoes, yeah. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes. I think I just blew my lunch. <laughs> <laughs>